Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. Once again, she's correct. It is us. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Well, collectively, who are we? Collectively, we are The Approach Shot. There you go. You just introduced the two of us. There might be people who are like, no, I wanted to hear The Approach Shot. I don't want to hear you two idiots. Well, if you're watching on the uh, YouTube channel or on Athletes TV, um, it's Neil. It's the most wonderful time, Michaels. And uh, the most wonderful time of the year has passed us by. That is so not true. So not true. And this is you. Do you see the giddy, ridiculous look on my face? Yours is happy because the Major League Baseball season's about to start with all one hundred and sixty-two games. It is true. Yesterday, the uh, the two parties that apparently care nothing about the fans decided, all right, we'll settle in on this, and we'll give we'll give the players the you know the rookies. $120,000 raise, which neither you or I got, but that's part and parcel of what happened along with a bunch of other things. But it, it made me think the Major League Baseball season is about to start in about three weeks. Major League Baseball free agency immediately starts up again. And even though there are only three weeks left, there are an awful lot of players who are free agents who are going to move in the next three weeks. So it's going to be pandemonium. (laughs) But on top of that, NFL free agency starts next week. And we've already had Aaron Rodgers stay where he is. Russell Wilson get traded to Denver. Carson Wentz get traded to Washington. And that was prior to free agency. So that happens next week. Tiger Woods just got um, elected into Golf Hall of Fame. The Masters is in three weeks. The NBA and NHL playoff pictures are starting to get into focus because of where they are in the season. WrestleMania is in three weeks. Between now and April 10th, if you are any kind of a sports fan, you have got to be in absolute heaven, which is why my voice is so high and tight right now, because I'm so excited. You have left out one major thing. Pro Bowlers Tour? What? NCAA Basketball Tour. I did. I had, I, you're right. That March Madness is next week yes. for both men and women. Oh my goodness. I mean, seriously, unless you've got a DVR that can record four or five things, your thumb is going to be really worn out about three <laughs> weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but March Madness is, especially where I am, mm-hmm. this is basketball mecca. 
Yeah. Uh, the Louisville Cardinals stunk it up this year, but yes. there's a lot of reasons for that. But within 90 miles of me, I have the University of Kentucky, the University of Louisville, and the in Indiana University. Mm-hmm. Three and, legendary basketball powerhouses. And I and I hear pundits are saying that they think Kentucky is going to take it all. Yeah. And, but I would disagree with you that you are not in the Mecca of basketball, college basketball. You're in one of the Meccas because between North Carolina, Duke, Wake Forest, NC State, Virginia, Maryland, Virginia Tech, there were a lot of teams there that also would claim that they were in the Mecca of college basketball. Yeah, they claim that, but what do they know? <laughs> you know, we didn't even acknowledge the ACC until we got into it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because as, as a guy who went to the University of Maryland, I was a real big fan of the ACC until Maryland left it. <laughs> that's right. We live in Maryland, but somehow we're not in the Atlantic Coast Conference, even no. though we live in an area that everyone knows as the Mid-Atlantic so it's on the Atlantic coast, whereas the University of Louisville and the University of Notre Dame, yeah. who are both about a thousand miles from the closest ocean, are in the Atlantic coast conference. You know what, John, with everything going on in sports, ours is not to reason why. <laughs> Just go ahead and, and plan on putting that five pounds on between now and the middle of April, because oh, yeah. I know I'm going to be sitting on the couch and whatever I've got in front of me is going into my face. Oh yeah. My chips and salsa budget has, uh, has increased substantially. <laughs> there, you <go. laughs> there you go. But you're right. I am very excited about, about baseball finally getting their act together and starting doing a full 162 games. I have no idea how they plan on doing that, but Sure, whatever. So baseball is back, but free agency craziness is going to start. Uh, the NFL free agency next week. I, I can't even imagine how they're going to compete for this guy moved. No, this guy moved. No, this guy moved. It, it's going to be nuts. So and if you're looking for a, for a business venture, you may want to start a moving company in a major league town. <laughs> And of course, you know, all of that going on at the same time as what we love about the NCAA tournament. Oh, this team just upset this team. So so what's the headline today? You know, (laughs) how many five versus 12 upsets will there be this year? That's right. Where it always happens. And what team between a number 12 and a number 16 somehow made it to the, you know, sweet 16 or the elite eight. And who's the Cinderella this year? I, I just can't wait. I know it's it's my favorite time of the year. Um, We uh, do have a suggestion for you. We we appreciate you listening intently on whatever uh, podcast app you are listening on your favorite. We're on them all. But uh, if you are checking out the video version of this, um, you can see in the bottom of the screen that we're asking you to subscribe either to our feed on athletes.tv or on weekendgolfguys.tube. We are available on both of those particular locations. We would appreciate it very much. And and once again today, we are the trending video on athletes.tv in the uh, golf section. Isn't that just so cool? That is very cool. I love what you had said last week about it, that one of your daughters said, oh, my gosh, Dad, that's so cool. And the other one was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I, I, I picked her up on it. She said, Dad, I just expect you to be number one. That's why it doesn't excite me anymore. <laughs> when you oh, and suddenly she's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Good save, darling. Good save. Go. 
but we are not only excited about baseball because the work stoppage or whatever lockout, whatever you wanted to call it, is done over the seasons coming up. But yeah. we have a baseball icon on the show today. I w- I would not put it past anyone to call him a legend. He certainly is a legend in Atlanta, but yeah. he's you know this this guy. First of all, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's not. The sports writers who have not voted for him are all morons. If I had a vote, it wouldn't have taken me this long. But hopefully he will get in someday. But he did get into the approach shot. We have Mr. Brave, number three, Dale Murphy, joining us here on the approach shot. And we couldn't be more excited. That's right. And as it says at the bottom, Dale Murphy is next. Hang out with us here on the approach shot. Hey, it's Neil, and my mornings are a lot better since I found Trade Coffee. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. They sell the freshest, roasted, and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. Then, they ship to you as often as you like for free, whole or ground. See, I know this because I'm already on my third bag from Trade Coffee, and wow, I can taste the difference. I like mine rich and bold, and this is the best coffee I've ever tasted, roasted fresh by the best. So wake up your coffee experience. Go to drinktrade.com approach like I did. Trade Coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag, or they'll replace it for free. Right now, Trade Coffee is offering listeners of the the approach shot a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash approach. So get started. Take the quiz at drinktrade.com slash approach and start your journey to a perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash approach for $20 off your first three bags. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-613-7650. That's 800-613-7650. 800-613-7650. And thanks for hanging and coming back. This is The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil, the show's MVP, Michaels, <laughs> in his own humble yet nevertheless expert opinion. Well, himself. I, that would be most Vixen player. Oh, you know? okay. Okay. Listen, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take over here for a second. Okay. Because I'm going to geek out here just a little bit. All right. Everybody knows that I was born and brought up in Boston. Yeah. And have been a dyed-in-the-wool Red Sox fan my entire life still. Yeah. I moved to Atlanta in 1982, and I said, well, what the heck? The Braves are in the National League. They used to play in Boston. I can root for them and be a big fan. (laughs) And I did. I became a big fan. I spent – I worked for a company that had tickets – I used to use them a lot. 
there was a guy that I thought was one of the best baseball players I had ever seen in my life. And I became a great fan of not just the Braves, but of Mr. Dale Murphy, number three. And we have him on the show today. <laughs> I don't know what to say now. I'm done. Oh, I'm done, man. That is great. Thank you so much. And I've known quite a few Red Sox fans. And for you to, I mean, I'm sure you've still got your American League Red, Red Sox uh, oh, yeah. fanship as we call it, <laughs> but uh, that's a great, you moved at a good time for our team. Anyway, it, we didn't have a lot of success, but 82 was a good year for us. So that's, yeah, that's great to so hear. Much, Thank you. So much fun to watch. Seriously, Murph, if, if I could pull back the curtain on this, I said to John two weeks ago, I said, if you could get any baseball player on the show, who would it be? And without hesitating, he said, Dale Murphy. And I was like, Oh, 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 <laughs> Well, that's interesting because I'm talking to his wife tomorrow about getting him on this show. And, oh, and I think it's you. possible he slobbered on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this that makes my day. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling quite a few years younger. You brought me all the way back to 82. Yeah. yeah it was Thank great. you. That's, that's fun. Thanks, guys. All right. I'm going to do what I do, John. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay, man. Here. Are Mr. Murphy's stats, but but Do with you, Murph, I changed some <laughs> of the stuff up because if I went through all of the stats, it would take too long, and people would people already know most of this. So you had 398 home runs. Anybody who knows anything about Murph knows that everybody says just under 400. You don't actually say 398. It's just <laughs> under 400. <laughs> Between uh, 1981 and 1990, he led the major leagues in home runs, RBIs, and he was Sports Illustrated's athlete who cared the most and got that award in the Oval Office given to you by Ronald Reagan. But here are the most important stats in Murph's life. He has eight kids, seven boys, and one daughter. Thank God you got that right, finally. (laughs) (laughs) And 12 grandkids. How do you have time for anything else? Well, we're up to 15 grandkids. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you mentioned Nancy, and and there's only really one MVP at All-Star in the Murphy family. That's Nancy Murphy. So I got to get that straight instantly. Um, She's an amazing mom, amazing grandmother, and amazing wife. She's put up with a crazy career in baseball and raising kids and and now she keeps me organized in my all my post-career things because without her I definitely would be lost and I probably wouldn't be on your show today so <laughs> I, you probably would have sent me an email that would have gone into cyberspace somewhere lost in the ether so we some of the other stats and this is amazing for a baseball geek like John and I both are two consecutive MVPs five gold gloves, four silver sluggers. And I guess this is why people do the comparison with you and Cal Ripken so much. You played for the same team for most of your career, obviously the last couple of years with the Phillies and then one with the Rockies. But the consecutive game streak was pretty amazing for a guy who grew up as a catcher and had to deal with the knees and then going to the outfield and having to deal with running around. That's a pretty long consecutive game streak, and it just doesn't happen much these days, does it? You're right. And at the time, I think Cal and I were were kind of on the same path. Of course, we all know that he – I don't know how he did it, but broke 
uh, Lou Gehrig's record of consecutive games played. But I, you know, I was in in the midst of the you know seven hundred games, and for me, it's just one of those things that kind of happened as opposed to you know orchestrate because I wasn't hurt. I was playing well, you know, and so I was kind of struggling. And what's best sometimes, even though it's not a physically demanding game, in some ways it is, but mostly it's mental your timing, everything's kind of messed up and I needed to take a break, but I, I'm thankful for those, uh, those games and those years, but it just kind of happened. And I, I can't imagine how Luke Gehrig and Cal Ripon ended up doing as many games as they did because, uh, like I say, it's not like playing football, but it's your brain gets fried sometimes. And yeah, you just need to, you need to step away for a, for a couple of 162 days. games is a lot more than 16 too. So, it yeah, it's is is physically demanding for each game, but the season has got to kill you. Yeah, the season. Yeah, that's the challenge. Is it is a you know it, as I say, it's not a it's not a sprint, and you got to play every day, and you you've got to. It's it's a great uh, a game that teaches you resilience because one game you could hit a home run to win the game, and the next game you could strike you know be over four, and the next game after that you could be over four. I mean, it's just a game of continuously battling back because, you know, the odds of you being successful aren't very good. You're going to you're going to make a lot of outs and you've got to continually talk to yourself and talk to your coaches, talk to your teammates to to stay up. You really do people. I think sometimes, you know, it's like a lot of professional sports you see on TV. You practice so much that it looks you make it look kind of easy. So people think it just comes real easy. But I and a lot of players are, are kind of on a knife edge of, you know, having a really good game or going over twelve the next three games. So it's you're always you're always uh, battling, and you're always to me it was a battle for me. Some guys have a real natural swing, and, but for me it was resilience, just battling back every day. Yeah, and the stat that stood out the most to me was thirty thirty three hundred. Yeah, I, you know, I, I got to credit Joe Torrey for that. Uh, I started stealing some bases, ended up in 83, stealing 30 bases. And it just doesn't happen too much. You know, it, it, it's happened a lot uh, since then, uh, but still kind of rare that a guy had hit over 30 home runs and steal 30 bases. And uh, yeah. Joe Torrey just let me run. He just, he said, you got the green light, Murph. If you, uh, if you think you can steal a base, go ahead and steal it. You don't have to wait for a steal sign anymore. And so in 82, he told me that 82, I think I had over 20. And then 83, I, I uh, had over 30. And I, I wasn't a base stealer, but I was I was okay once I got going. But the, the point is, Joe Torre said, go for it. And it really opened up my game. I was like, it opened up my whole approach to, to the whole game. I was like, man, okay, if I walk, I could end up on second if it's a good time to steal. And I really credit Joe with giving me the freedom to take chances. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty remarkable when you consider the fact that you're six foot five. You know, the guys who stole, steal bases. I always think of the Lou Brocks and the Maury Willses and and guys like Ricky Henderson. You know, they're smaller, they're sleeker, they're faster. You know, to see a guy who's six foot five come at you. First of all, the second baseman have got to be thinking: Is my life insurance <laughs> policy up to date? Well, yeah, and that's like I said. I was I wasn't slow, but I wasn't quick. You know, I wasn't a quick starter. That's why Joe said, I think you should be free to pick your spot because, you know, study the pitchers because I wasn't going to steal a base on speed alone, like true base stealers. 
I had to get a good jump. But yeah, it, it really was fun. Actually, it's a fun part of the game mm-hmm. that it just gave me something else to think about. Like if I walked twice and struck out twice, I still got on first base and with a chance to steal second. So it, it just made my whole career a lot more fun. And I really, again, I said it three times, but Joe Torrey gave me that opportunity. When you came up as a catcher and they moved you to the outfield, what's the mindset there? How do you go from calling the game behind the plate to then being in the outfield to then evolving to a guy who wins five gold gloves? Well, can we talk about something golf that probably is not really good to think about? Do you mind? Because it applies to my my baseball game. Sure. Well, I got the yips. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I played with Bob Horner, and he is a great hitter and very good golfer. And someone would say shank or something. <laughs> Don't, don't say that word, <laughs> and I never got it. But look, let's go behind the scenes on why I was a catcher in the first baseman outfield. I got better, but I kind of got the yips. Well, kind of. I got the yips throwing, and it got better. I caught about almost 100 games, I think, in the big leagues over the course of a few years. So I got to the big leagues as a catcher and a first baseman, but I, I wasn't very good defensively. But I got good enough to where I, you know, I made it. My hitting got better. I started hitting some home runs. But Bobby Cox called me in the fall of 79. He said, Murph, in spring training, you know, spring training of 1980. So I think we're going to move you to the outfield. I was excited because that that was my mindset was I was not going to stay around as a catcher and a first baseman. But I got in the outfield. It settled me down. It was a position where I was like, Wow. Uh, I can play out here, and I can stick. I can, I got a position in the big leagues. But that that's what happened. That's the progression of how I got into the outfield. Well, when we come right back after this short break with Dale Murphy, we're going to ask him uh, how we get rid of the gifts on the golf course. Is it not? All right. Hang out with us. Dale Murphy is our guest. This is the approach that we'll be right back. Hi, it's John. I thought I had control, Ashton, and I don't. I thought I was in control of my retirement money. I got a 401k. You may have similar retirement plans. You know, the government controls it. They decide how much you can borrow, when you can borrow it, when you pay it back, how much the interest is, how much the penalty is if you can borrow it too soon or pay it back too late or wait too long. Even though it's your money, you are not in control in the way these guys in Washington spend money. Who knows how much you'll have to pay in taxes during a retirement that could last 30 years. Bank on yourself. I want you to remember that name. Bank on yourself. It's a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. This retirement plan alternative has never had a losing year in over 160 years. You will get guaranteed predictable growth in retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork required. Tax-free retirement income. You interested in that? You will know what your tax rate will be in retirement zero under current tax law, which protects you from the coming tax tsunami and liquidity. You can get access to your money when you want it for any purpose with no questions asked and even use it for purchases or opportunities without interrupting the growth of those dollars. Now, this is a strategy that businesses like McDonald's and Walt Disney used when no banker would lend them a dime and almost anyone can do it. You can get a free report that details all of this and more. How adding bank on yourself to your financial plan can help you take back control of your money. Just go to bankonyourself.com slash golf. That's bankonyourself.com slash 
Golf. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again, 800-590-0443. And we appreciate you coming back. I mean, who'd want to miss this? I'm John Ashton, Neil Michaels, Dale Murphy. This is the approach shot. And man, I'm sorry, I'm still geeking out, but that that's fine. You know. But, Always the professional. You know, there, there yeah, were, yeah. I just want to ask you one thing before we get into golf. There there were two baseball owners that were notorious, George Steinbrenner and Ted Turner. What was it like playing for Turner? It was great. And George was probably a little bit more vocal and, well, probably because he's in New York, you know, in the Yankees. But Ted and George were very similar. But here's the thing is they wanted to win. They wanted to beat each other. They wanted (laughs) to beat the other owners. And they just were uninhibited and loose with what they said. But they took care of their players. They signed free agents. You know, if if you're a fan of the team, you want Ted Turner to own your team. If you're a fan of the Yankees, you want George Steinbrenner, you know, because when you have that face of the franchise, which is a little more difficult now because the cost of owning a franchise, we're, we're kind of, I miss those eras where you had owners that wanted to win, a lot like Mark Cuban. You know, he's the face, he wants to win. It's good for the team, it's good for the game. So, no, playing for Ted was, it was great. But yeah, you know, he'd come into the locker room and I'd be in a slump, he'd go, you knew when he was there, he'd go, Murph, yelling across the locker room, don't worry about that slump you're in. You know, like, <laughs> he, he goes, he goes, don't worry about that slump you're in. You're saving me a lot of money. In our, <laughs> in our next negotiation. <laughs> because because you're not going to make what you're making now. <laughs> Who wouldn't like to play for an owner like that? Besides, aren't we no. not supposed to use the word slump? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Don't remind me, but Ted, it's like shank. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Is there is there any more descriptive words in the English language than shank and slump? No. <laughs> Maybe dribble when you're talking about hitting one off the tee. Yeah, there you go. There you dribble. go. There, dribble is a yes. Uh, Worm burner. <laughs> you know, I have, I have a friend of mine played in the major leagues, Vance Law, son of Vern Law. Great mm-hmm. pitcher. And Vance described a described a slump like this. He said, It's when you you dig in into the batter's box and you tap the plate and you look out at the pitcher, and all you see behind the pitcher is one big glove. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no matter what happens, it's going in on a glove. So if you you know, you can strike out and pop up and be in a slump, but it's when you hit the ball hit the ball really well. And you hit it right at a guy, that's the worst. Yeah. I mean, and how did you react to the Braves winning the World Series this past year? What was it like around your place? Oh, it's so exciting. It's weird because, you know, remember, you'll remember all the success they had with Chipper's era in the 90s and early 2000s and everything. You know, I was kind of not as connected, but this year I was really connected. Not only am I so much older, but 
the thing that really connected us old guys, I got a call from Bob Horner. He's like, I'm so excited. Murph for the bridge. I'll tell you what connected us was Brian Snicker was the manager. Uh, he signed in the early eighties and uh, he was there. He was a catcher. So we, we know Brian Snicker. He's one of, he's one of our era guys, the manager for the Braves. And we were just all so excited for him. So, I mean, I'm excited for the Braves, but it was more personal. You know, I had a real connection. Of course, when Bobby was managing, I was always pulling for Bobby. It's kind of like, you know, you're always pulling for people, you know, I mean, I always pull for the Braves organization because, because, you know, I, I do, that's what you do, but it made it a real personal this year. I was yeah. so happy for Brian Snitker. All right. I have one more Braves question before we go on to, to asking you about golf. I'm looking through the years that you played in Atlanta and maybe it's because you know how time kind of meshes things together. I figured mid career in Atlanta that you were with the big three, you were with Maddox and Glavin and those guys, but you weren't, it wasn't until right. 89 that Smoltz and Glavin were on the team. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. They were kids. Uh, and I got, I got traded in 90 to the Phillies, it, but just a little perspective there. Yeah. So I knew Glavin's Smoltzy. I didn't know how good of pitchers they were going to be and how good of golfers they were going to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> And talk about the big three with Maddox. I'll tell you about their what, what little I've heard about their their golf exploits, or at least what they were doing. But point is, yeah, I did not. Play. I got traded in '90, and I can't remember when when Maddox came, came along. But uh, yeah, I missed those. I didn't. They made big changes when I left. Uh, I mean, they didn't know they were going to. Bobby didn't know he was GM and manager at the time. But they hired Bobby. Stepped down. He didn't want to be GM. He wanted to be on the field and hired John Sherholz, and really the rest is history. John Sherholz made some fantastic changes, and mm-hmm. and they got going. Then they made, and then they became the big three. Yeah, it's amazing. So Smoltz is a hell of a golfer. I didn't. I didn't know the other two were. Oh, but I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him you said that. Okay. <laughs> they don't need. He doesn't need to hear that. <laughs> How's your game? How's my game? How's my game? Okay, so I am back into golf. I'm one of the guys that I didn't play that much. See, that's the thing with Smoltzy and Glavin and Maddox. When you play every fifth day, I mean, (laughs) of course you're going to be a good golfer. You know, they talk about how good they are. When they would go on a road trip, there'd be 12 golf club bags on the flight but you know what was interesting is they told the Braves and the pitching coach Leo Mazzoni and Bobby they were excited that those guys would get up and do something instead of sit around so it was encouraged uh, but I'm kidding anyway my golf game is coming back I love the game I'm one of these guys that during COVID I kind of sat around and I was like you know what I should be golfing more and so I'm I'm back in practicing i'm okay i don't hit it as far as people think i could or can mm-hmm. so that's kind of embarrassing but i i don't swing that hard i just i don't have very good club speed anymore you know number of things but the bottom line is i love the game i just nothing like it when you hit a shot that you planned on yeah and uh, i love to watch golf i read about it i love it i'm back in you get to play in many uh pro-ams or now that i'm back in i'm i'm gonna start i kind of took a hiatus but i'm gonna be at the uh 
the re- regions in Birmingham Champions Tour Pro Am. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there, and Charles Barkley's going to be there. Nick Saban, maybe Tim Tebow. I don't know who else. Nick Saban's a damn good golfer too. Yeah, he's he's going to be there. They say he's there every year at that one. So, yeah, yeah I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a challenge playing in front of people. Yeah, I'm like a lot of people. I'm, I'm good on the uh, I'm good on the driving range. I can I can cut it. I can hook it. I can put it where I want. So it's going to be fun though. Really looking forward to it. It'd be great. We, we've talked to numerous uh, older retired pro athletes who play golf now, and the overriding theme is that most of the people on their team expect them to be able to perform at a much higher yeah. level. Than they're capable yeah. of performing at. Hey, I got Murph. Murph's going to be yeah. my foursome. Yeah. Three or four holes in, it's like, hey, Murph, why don't you tell us some stories? Because obviously you're not carrying yeah. the team. Oh, man, you're exactly right. It's it's just such a hard game. <laughs> you know, they, they talk about the, what's the hardest thing to do, hit a golf ball or hit a baseball. Look, I'm going to make contact every time with a golf ball. So what's harder? To, that's not the question. It's, the question is what's harder to make a living at? Yeah, there's no question. It's golf. I mean, the, the game's impossible. I, I, these guys, you know, you watch them on TV, and I'm just I'm stunned because I've tried it. Yeah, baseball's hard, and the guy throws a curveball. But, you know, making a living at golf, I think, is so many challenges to the yeah. game and competition you know, baseball players sign three-year guaranteed contracts, all that kind of stuff. This game is, is so demanding, and that's why it's so fun, because it's unapproachable, you know, perfection. <laughs> and when you hit one within 10 feet, notice I didn't say five feet, yeah. it's unreal. There's just yeah. nothing like it. It's a great game. I, I love courses. I love, I've been to Bandon, Dunes. I'm from Oregon. I mean, I don't think there's anything more – I don't think baseball stadiums are that cool, Wrigley and – Fenway are cool, but a golf course, I mean, the architecture, it's an incredible experience. Played the old course with my dad in St. Andrews a million years ago. And and, uh, funny story, I was there, my dad was still working, and me, my mom, and my sister took a a train up to Scotland. And my mom says, hey, just, you know, go, go play tomorrow. Dad won't be here. So I know nothing of what I'm doing. You know, I go to the starters, uh, at that time, they had a little, uh, almost like a phone booth he was sitting in. I'd go, hey, I'd like to play. they go, okay, yeah, just sit here and wait for a twosome or a threesome, and we'll, we'll put you. So I'm like there. You know, young, athletic kid, first hole. I take a pretty good swing. And so these, these two Scottish guys are like, hey, laddie, what's your handicap? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, I have no idea. And I didn't. I go, I don't know, 20 and they both started laughing. They they wanted to get a bet with me going. I'm going, no, I'm seriously, you know, I'm not. I, they go, no, come on, serious. What's your handicap? I go, I don't know, maybe 15. I think they got me down to about an eight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by, by the time we were done, they, they realized that I was a true 20. <laughs> <laughs> Way to prove it. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> well, I, 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 I love all facets of the game, really. Such a fascinating challenge. It's the world's greatest game, we think. When you go to Birmingham, please think of us and don't think of the word yip 
at the time when you see them. <laughs> oh, thank you. That, that, yeah, that first tee or, well, actually, you know, we'll be spread out at the Pro-Am, so hopefully yeah. I'm on hole number 13, wherever that is. <laughs> there you go. I guess I'll have to play number one. Eventually. Ladies and gentlemen, Dale Murphy. Quiet, <laughs> <Yes>. please. <laughs> You know what I worst. do? Same thing. Same thing in baseball. Swing hard in case you hit it. So <laughs> that's my that's my theory. And you know, I've learned in golf that that truly is. I've read somewhere that amateurs tend to back off when they're not hitting the ball well. And when you back off, that encourages a bad rotation and a bad swing. They said, mm -hmm. no, you you have to be aggressive. And the same thing in baseball. That's the best. The two best attributes of successful golfer hitter can use is resilience and aggressiveness so you got to you got to balance them but you got to be able to bounce back whether you swing and miss or whether you don't hit a good golf shot but you you obviously have have to have a sense of aggressiveness to get in a good hitting position that's my understanding because yeah. if you don't take a full turn and all that kind of stuff you tend to push it so i thought that was interesting and that's what i do is like you hit a bad drive you're like oh, i don't want to be 30 yards into the woods. I only want to be 10. So you back off and you, you increase your chances. So I'm going to go for it. It may not go very far and it may not look like I'm swinging hard, but I'm swinging as hard as I can. Well, I have a friend who's a top 100 golf instructor in the country and he'll, he'll tell me, he said, don't hit the ball to swing the club. Yeah. Don't yeah, exactly. Swing the club. So, you know, I, was, I heard Johnny Miller say that the whole thing in in baseball, you're reacting to a pit. You're reacting to something, and it can be high, low, whatever. And it's easier to react instead of – how did he put this? Instead of you you start the reaction, you know, to a, a ball that's stationary. Yeah. It's easier in, you know, a lot of other sports. It's You're reacting to the moment or what the soccer ball or whatever, where it is and where it's going and your defender. But when you're the guy that starts the action – it's a different mindset and it, but it's the same thing. You got to get that mind out of there. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and, and get that swing going. Yeah. The mind is in control. Was it Bobby Jones said the golf is a game played on a field five inches wide. <laughs> Absolutely. And I read the, you know, I was reading the inner game of uh, tennis when I was playing, because I think those kind of that thought process of the Zen, you know, being in the moment and being uh aware instead of not being critical you know of yourself just aware of what's going on and then i got the inner game of golf and so much of it applied it really helped me the more often your brain can apply those thoughts that like you said you're swinging you're not hitting and just the uh, the ability to analyze without being critical you know being in the moment without the, yourself talk going crazy yeah. <laughs> it's such a challenge it's such a challenge and the, the more I hear about putting as well, people are saying, look, as an amateur, you can't overthink this. I mean, you got to get up there and feel it and hit it because you're probably going to do better with seeing a line and going for it rather than overanalyzing your grip and your takeaway. I mean, but it's it's just such a fascinating, yeah. fascinating, frustrating game. I love it. I love frustrating, it. Frustrating being the operative word there. You know, we could sure. talk to Dale Murphy all day. In fact, some people may say, hey, we thought Why you were dead. Yeah. But we have six very important questions to ask him. With the six pack. Just a minute. Well, by now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. 
You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future with iTrust Capital. You can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com. Start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Inc. does not provide legal investment or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. And welcome back to The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton Neal. The show's MVP, Michaels, is also the show's six-pack creator. Dale Murphy is our guest. Murph, you're on the hot seat now. Six questions. Oh, no. Here we go. You know, we were really what, excited what, to have okay, you on, Murph, but eventually everybody ends up in the hot seat. <laughs> we got six questions for you. We want you to give us the first answer that comes to mind. No thinking about it. If you're thinking about it, you'll hear this. That's not good. That means that we caught you. So, yeah. Okay. So we're, my we're high gonna school fire coach. them off, and you just give us your first answer. Yeah. Okay. So my high school coach used to say, "Stop thinking, Murph. You're hurting the ball club." <laughs> uh, so, okay. This, so I have yourself. to react, and if I pause, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm ready. Well, yeah. 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 I, I think. I'm okay. Ready. We're gonna ease you into this. Question one: A lot of your fans may have forgotten that not only were you a power threat having won four silver sluggers, hit 398 home runs. But as we talked about, you also stole 161 bases with a successful steal rate of 70%. Did you even remember that? I'm sure you get asked all the time, what's your most memorable home run? But Dale, what was your most memorable stolen base? Oh, well, that one's easy. 1983, I ended up stealing 30 bases. So that 30th stolen base was... Because it's kind of unusual to, to hit over 30 home runs and steal 30 bases. It's a 30-30 club. So that was a, that was a fun year. There you go. Excellent. All right. I said Thank we you. eased you into this. Question yeah, two. Yeah. Murph, living or dead, who would you like to have dinner with and talk sports? Oh, gosh. Um, Jack Nicholas. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can name five guys, but since we're talking golf, Jack came to my mind. Go ahead. Give us some of the others. A teammate of mine, Ted Simmons, who's in the Baseball Hall of Fame now. One of the best minds in baseball I've, I've ever met or played with. I played with him for a couple of years. A race car driver, Dale Earnhardt, mm. because I find that sport fascinating. And I think I'll pick a basketball player. I will go with, in basketball, Steph Curry, my favorite player right now. And uh, growing up, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite players, John Havlicek. Yes. You know, as I you got said, that growing Boston up. connection in there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Appreciate as it. you said, growing up, I could hear you say Havlicek before you said it. It's just, <laughs> yeah. like that kind of guy. All right, question three. Here's a golf question. Dale, what is your most memorable putt? Whew. 
probably about uh, okay. Let me think here. My my most memorable putt. I'd probably say about my last putt on the old course uh, on eighteen with my dad. I think I sunk it for a nice nine or ten. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. It's like that's the not important. I mean, how'd, you, how'd you get a 10 on that hole? I missed the putt for nine. That, 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 that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Now I, I watched, you know, the open and I'm, they're playing the old course. I'm like, that fairway, first of all, it's a mile wide, right? Am I wrong? No. Well, you may be exaggerating I, a tad. But it's a wide. It is. I think, I think I hit the fair, but, you know, who knows what happened after that. I could have hit one into the city. In fact... <laughs> Okay, this is one of life's most embarrassing moments, this moment right now. Okay. <laughs> because I'll tell you something. I've never said this publicly. I hit the fairway on 18. I shanked my approach shot mm. to the right. Now, you, we mm. all know what's over to the right. <laughs> the city of St. Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> it bounced on the road. <laughs> hit a building and I think came back close to the golf course and uh, I finish I'm walking off and maybe it was those two guys I played with the day before but I was walking off my mom and dad you know my sister were like whoa a guy a guy come, came from the town came hey laddie I was watching I was watching laddie <laughs> You guys got pulled that one out of me. I was not going to go there, but and he still blushes when he tells the story. That's true. Oh, that's just, I cannot wait. Go. I haven't been to the old course yet. They may not let me on. <laughs> I couldn't believe how casual it was there. I'm sure it's not like that now, but there was like nothing going on. I'm just there. It was probably uh, was after the season October. I don't even remember October. I just walked up. Hey, can I play? Yeah, yeah. Go pay and. Sit here. It was the craziest thing. Yeah, to see to see it now, but yeah, yeah it was fun. I, I'd have to say my most memorable putt, and I got to play band and dunes with my dad. I lost my dad about four years ago, and I played band and uh, we played Pacific Dunes, and that was a great day too. I got a my favorite picture of mine, me and my dad at the old course. So good memories for those people who are listening on a podcast and not watching this on a video, go find us on a video someplace so you can see the different color that Dale's face just went telling that whole story. That was awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fantastic. I could just picture you hitting a building, you know, having it go across a parking lot, go through a neighborhood, hit a building, and then having the embarrassed Dale Murphy pick up the ball and go, can I take a drop? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question. I think, I think I just picked it up and threw it toward the green. <laughs> That's probably better, yeah. Question four. You were known as the Gentle Giant, but you were also named the most feared hitter in the National League in 1985. How can you be both? I don't know. I think that's one thing. You know, you just got to be yourself out there. Some guys were more, you know, like golfers. Some guys are more animated, and my personality just isn't very animated. I also, you know, tried to be nice to the reporters afterwards whether I had a good game or a bad game. And I think 
you know, that I tried to be respectful, you know, of fans. And, and I think what happens sometimes athletes in the public eye just kind of have bad days. And sometimes they get it. You know, I tried to be respectful of others. And on the field, I probably there's a misunderstanding that people probably don't realize that I had a little more fire burning inside of me than, than I showed. And I learned that early on in my career that if you're not aggressive and like if I was sliding into second base, you know, I was trying to hit that guy's leg. I was trying to take him out. You got to have a little fearlessness and fire burning, but uh, I tried to turn it off when I got off the field. Gotcha. Question five, which teammate, Braves, Phillies, Rockies, any of them cracked you up the most? Uh, with the Braves, it would be Bruce Benedict. I struck out my first time, and then I struck out a second time, and I struck out my third time, and I kind of came back to the bench really disgusted. And Bruce Benedict came up to me, goes, Murph, just, you know, shake it off. Don't worry about it. He said, besides, that last pitch you swung in, if it hadn't have taken a bad hop, you'd have hit it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot funnier now than it was then. <laughs> you know, and I'm Philly. I played with John Cruck, so so uh, I I talked to Bruce Benedict every once in a while. Still talk to John Cruck, and he was a character, and I, I love that guy. And you know, we all think we're comedians. You know, it's kind of like uh, to ease the tension. We all think we're funny, and we make fun of each other, and that sarcastic humor reigns in the clubhouse. So uh, there's a number of guys I'd have to, I'd have to think for a while, but there's a number, number of guys that are actually funny. Uh, most of us think we're funny, but Bruce always had a good sense of humor. And so did, did John Craig. Love it. Cool. All right. Question six. And we ask this of everybody who comes on the show, since we are the approach shot, Dale Murphy, in your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? I would say in life, you really got to sit down and think to yourself, what is your priority? What comes first? What's going to come first? There are times, you know, I'd like to be with my family every day. Well, that can't happen, but it's what I wish I could do, you know, and that's my priority is Nancy and our kids. So it kind of forms a foundation is, okay, I know what's most important. And then all these other things are kind of fun and, you know, like baseball, it was fun and you get some adulation, but it's over. I was done at 37. You know, if you're going <laughs> to live off of that for the rest of your life, that's going to be a, that's going to be a tough way to go. Cause I was at spring training when Chipper was still playing and I was retired for about 10 years and I'm signing an autograph and a kid goes, dad, who is this? And dad goes, oh, son, this is uh, Dale Murphy. He uh, kind of used to be like Chipper Jones for the Braves. <laughs> and the kid goes, really? <laughs> and I'm like, and kid goes, can he go in the uh, locker room and get Chipper's autograph for me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it just isn't what you are. It isn't who you are. Yeah. It's what you've got to do for a while. But who are you? What's your priority in life? And it, what, what's the thing that is going to last forever? And I, you know, I believe that. My faith tells me we're going to be a family together. And so that's what's lasted past baseball and will last forever is is you know our family so you know it's what your priority is you got to have a serious talk with yourself and figure that out very cool excellent dale murphy you are off Thank the hot you. seat well done oh, sir thank you there <laughs> you go 
I thought I thought you were going to say since it's the approach shot, <laughs> you know, you got one forty three with a little wind in your face <laughs> to number eighteen at uh, Augusta. What are you hitting? I get that all the time on Twitter. Somebody will say something like, "You're you're one hundred yards from the green, and the yeah. wind is in your face, and all this kind of stuff." What do you hit? And I always say the nineteenth hole. <laughs> it's the safest answer. Uh, I would hit whatever my caddy tells me to hit. Let me just give a plug for golf. Sure. Every sport needs this. Golf needs, we need that caddy player conversation mic'd up more. That and the conversation between the spotter and a NASCAR driver, those conversations are so fascinating. I love it. When the mic, the boob mic picks it up, I think it's fascinating. But I think the player and caddy that figure out, and when they figure out, all they got to do is is someone's got to say, I'll, I'll mic myself up, and me and my caddy are going to turn it off when we don't want anybody to listen. But I'm living for the day when when they are mic'd up. I just I don't know why that came to my head. I just wanted to get that plug in for mic'd up caddies and players because I think that is psychological, physical. These caddies are geniuses. They're doctors. Like I said, they're psychologists. I just think, I don't know. You guys, what do you think? We've had a couple of them on the show. And um, they will agree with what you've just said. Their job is not just to tell them what club to hit, but to keep them calm, to keep them focused, and basically just be like mom out there for them. Yeah, I know it's it's like micing up a guy in, in the middle of competition. That's a little tough, but I, I just love to see, see golf figure that out sometimes because – they think so much differently than, you know, it, it's a fascinating thought process. And when we get a little glimpse of it, I know like when the tiger and Phil did their thing and they're mic'd up all the time, that's not, that's not really what's going on. You know, no, it's fun, but all sports, whenever they do a mic'd up segment, it's fascinating. But I, I think saw, golf caddy, caddy relations is the most fascinating. I, I saw a segment. Uh, I forget what tournament it was in, but Justin Thomas, when bones was filling in as his, yeah, temporary caddy, and the things they were talking about. I mean, they were talking differences of feet. Yeah, it, you know, is it is it thirty? Is it is it ninety seven yards or is it ninety seven and a half yards? It's like, <laughs> what difference does it make? I mean, you know, I know, it's, it's so like un- I just want to get it close. Put it on the green, yeah. please. Yeah, you know? it's so it's so fascinating, and and I love that conversation. And uh, anyway. I think the so, best story we heard with that Murph was we had Andrew Lano the second, who everybody knows is Drano on the yeah. show. Great caddy, caddied for 25 years and mostly caddied for Kenny Perry. And uh-huh. they're approaching one hole and Kenny looks at Drano and says, what do you think? Five iron. And Drano said, you know what? The way you're playing right now, I think you can reach it with a six. And Kenny looked at him like, are you sure? But didn't hesitate because his caddy said pull out the six strikes the six and it rolls in for a hole in one <laughs> and he looks back at him and, he, and Drano said at that moment he looked back at him and Kenny never asked again <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh I love it yeah. I love it well the few times I play with the caddy like at Banded Dunes I was like it's gonna break that way you sure <laughs> and and I'm like, looking, you know, I can't read a green to save my life. But 
I, I think it's a, it's a fascinating job being a caddy. I just think that that's incredible. Yeah. I've been playing at the uh, Pete Dye course up at the French Lick Resort in French Lick, Indiana, a bunch. Yeah. And um, I got very, very friendly with one of the caddies. And he's he's been our caddy the last three times we played up there. And, the, and that guy is just a piece of work. Uh, oh, he, man. He used to be a copy repair guy, copier repair yeah. man. And now he's he's like 58 years old and he just spends his days up there at the golf course and he knows every shot. He knows every break and every green. And the thing with the Pete Dye course up there is Pete is diabolical in the way he <laughs> designs his courses. You can't see crap from the tee. You have no right, idea. Right. What you're and he'll tell you, he says, you aim at that sand trap over there on the right. And you go, no, you're crazy. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no he goes, aim at the sand trap on the right. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> And you do yeah. it, you're fine. You don't do it. And he goes, Hey, I told you, you know, and it's yeah, a yeah. what drop down into the fair into the rough you're in, you know, and it's like, Yeah, okay, yeah. I will pay attention no, to it. No. They're they're remarkable. Do you yeah. think some caddies are better green readers than the players? I think so. I mean, I know they all can read a green, but I hear on the broadcast occasionally they'll say, Yeah, so and so's getting one of the best green readers in I guess that's just another element of the game. I just blows my mind. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to get to the green and then you're like, Oh dang. Yeah. I got to the green. (laughs) And over 40% of your shots are on the green. Hopefully. Oh, I know. It's (laughs) fascinating. It is great. Fascinating. Well, I could, I could be on here all day. I love, love the game and I'm looking forward to hitting the links whenever I can. So when's this thing in Birmingham? I think it's in May. Okay. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. I I may run down and just watch y'all. Yeah, I promise not to heckle. (laughs) Yeah, heckle me because make me feel it'll make me feel like I'm playing in Philly. (laughs) So one day I'm playing in Philly. I'm in right field. No, I'm up to bat. I struck out with the bases loaded, and I'm in there. I go back out to right field. I'm sitting there, you know, and this guy yelling at me out in right field, and I'm like, you know, you don't want to turn around. He was off to my left though. He wasn't right behind me. And he's yelling, yeah, I'm here. He stink, whatever. And I look over, I'm going, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then he stops heckling me. I look over between pitches, you know. I keep looking at him, I'm following. There weren't that many people at the vet that day. I keep following. He finally sits down behind home plate. He got up out of his seat and came all the way out to right field to yell at me. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then walked all the way back to his seat behind home plate. I mean, those fans in Philly were dedicated. <laughs> I I'm did sure like playing not the there. The term though. you used at the time, though. <laughs> yeah, I did like I did like playing in Philly, though. But you know, I never, I wasn't in the golf. I wasn't golf. I didn't play Pine Valley. Oh man, mm. what a dummy! Mm. Anyway, thanks. Tell us about what, what's keeping you busy these days. I know you're public speaking. You got Murph's yeah, restaurant going. You got um, Live View Technologies. You're a busy man. Thank you for asking. I'm actually at the Live View Technologies office doing this. Uh, a friend of mine uh, during COVID said, Murphy, well, actually, it was Nancy said, Dale, you got to get a job. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so Live View Technologies, real briefly, you, you know, you go online and find it. Their product basically is a very robust, portable, solar-powered security camera system. So it's portable, solar-powered, so you can use it anywhere. It's a great product. It's in Kroger, and they, a lot of the big-box retailers use them in their parking lots for security purposes. It records everything, sends off alarms. It also has application in construction and 
many applications. So that's been fun. And, and I'm helping uh, develop business within large arenas in parking lots. The Phillies use them. The Mets have a demo. And uh, so uh, the Chiefs use them for traffic flow. It's a great mm. product. And then I have a restaurant in Merck at a 10-minute walk from the ballpark in Atlanta, uh, Murph's. I had an old teammate of mine go, what'd you name your restaurant, Murph? And I said, we're calling it Murph's. He goes, Murph, you've been retired for 30 years. You better call it Dale Murphy's. No one is going to know. No one's going to know who Murph is. I said, thanks a lot. But we're having fun with the restaurant. We survived COVID. And, and I do some speaking, too. I love to speak. And you can find me on uh, DaleMurphy.com. I'm on Twitter mostly. Uh, Nancy helps me with all my other social media posts. But uh, LinkedIn and Instagram, but DaleMurphy.com. We do a MVP experiences during the year. We're a lot of fun. You can learn more about those on my website. So uh, basically, it's lunch at Murph's. We spend uh, we go to tour Truist Ballpark, and I uh, take in the game with uh, the fans uh, that night in a suite. We have a lot of fun. You can also see some of Murph's videos on Athletes.tv. Yes. I, I mention that because completely coincidentally, I'm looking through Athletes TV because we just started posting our videos of, of these interviews and some of the other things. And I'm looking through and I'm like, there's a lot of Murph stuff on there. And I'm talking to a guy at Athletes TV and I said, I noticed a bunch of Dale Murphy stuff on there. And he said, I can't speak of that. So <laughs> so apparently you're more involved than, than just posting things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we well, not I'm speak a, of that. I'm on a... I'm on, I, well, I'm on a board I, I, of athletes.tv, and I think they got a great product to talk. They yeah. do have a great that's, product. That's, that's, thing is, that's the secret. And yeah, now can, that we've joined, it's even better. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. That's right. The nice thing for Murph, too, is you can see some of the home runs he's hit. You can see some of the games, but you can also see some of his public speaking. And, Thank yes, you. we were one of the featured videos yesterday. Sorry about your luck, Murph. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want to say that this has been fantastic, man. I, I have truly enjoyed the opportunity to talk to you for the last hour, Dale. It's been a blast, and uh, I can't wait to come come back on. And uh, but we got to wait till my handicaps get, gets to single digits. Okay. Well, when that happens, we'll uh, let you pay us for money. <laughs> Which may be never. <laughs> Let's hope because we don't have that much money. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a dream to call myself a single digit handicap. Well, we got we know a teacher that we could hook you up with, man. Oh, guy. Yeah. Well, he's top top one hundred yeah. in the country, and he's a bio swing mechanic guy doesn't teach you how to do things. He watches how you swing and says, okay, well, the way you're swinging, this is what you need to do. Oh, doesn't change awesome. anything. So, yeah. Yeah, let, let me know. Because I thought it was my clubs. <laughs> we all do. Dang, I just got uh, a new set of clubs. I, I thought it was going to be fine. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. Let me let me have at him. I'll mess, him. I'll mess his mind up. <laughs> <laughs> I will, uh, I'll, I'll introduce you to. Yeah. yeah. He's going to say, wait. You you you're athletic, right? What is this? <laughs> no, I'd be allegedly. Yes, allegedly. All right, thank, thank you me. so much. Thank you so much for spending time with we us. We would love to have you back love anytime. You. Absolutely. Oh, I look forward to it. We'll we'll see you on a golf course or at a ball game somewhere. We certainly will. Thanks, Dale. Dale thank Murphy. You. Thank you for joining us on your pro shop. If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks. 
waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then, and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around. Do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity, and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now, 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. 800-589-0470. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenix Total T. New Nugenix Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenix Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. When are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G R I T to 321321. Man, I'm, I'm sorry if I was geeking out. <laughs> the approach shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Both of us lived in Atlanta. Both of us lived in Atlanta during Murph's heyday with the Braves. And I, I'm not the least bit sorry we geeked out. No, I mean it was just so cool to actually sit here. And, and he's such a great guy, man. You know, when when you start talking to these folks, you never know how they're going to be. And I've seen the videos on Athletes TV of Murph doing his public speaking and he's very very good at it mm-hmm. but he's a businessman you know i mean he definitely does his thing boy take the shirt and tie off of him he loves golf he loves baseball he just loves life and and it yeah. sure came across didn't it i was reading something the other day that was cool one of my favorite people is pj o'rourke okay and i think he's like one of the funniest funniest people ever but he he quoted something about golf. He said, golf is popular because it combines two of America's favorite pastimes, long walks and hitting things with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's great. I had an interesting thing happen yesterday that I haven't told you about. A lot of the times I will DM people and see if I can get a hold of them and just make an introduction. This is who we are. This is what the show's about and all this kind of stuff. So yesterday I'm DMing somebody. And with the idea that they would probably read it later, you know, what's the chance you're going to get somebody in the first few minutes? Well, as I'm doing it, the little light comes on next to his name. That means he just came on. Mm -hmm. So I hit send really fast just to see if, you know, I would get some kind of an instant reaction, but wasn't expecting anything. So I'm grabbing a cup of water and, you know, grabbing my lunch. And he's already answered. So we get into this real time DM conversation where we went back and forth six, seven, eight times about having him as a guest on the show. And I won't tell you who it is. It was 
a little freaky. It was it was kind of like calling Dale Murphy the first time and having him pick up and go, hi, this is Dale. <laughs> and you're not really ready at that point. You know, I'm ready to leave this message. Hi, it's Neil Michaels from the Approach Shot. We'd love to have you on the show. This is what we're about. No, this we're, we're in a real conversation. And I'm thinking, oh, I, I, I better spell his name right. And I better say all the things that I say, right? Um, <laughs> I can just say I, how the conversation went. Hi, this is Dale. Uh, I'm going to... So I will tell you that he is a former Red Sox uh-huh. and played for a number of other teams. So here's the, here's the part that made it even cooler. He says, I'll think about it. I'll check my calendar. I'll get back to you. So I go do something else. I come back. And, and once again, he has messaged me when I'm not ready for it. Uh-huh. And he said, I'm looking at my calendar, probably can do something at the end of the month. As we're having this conversation, Major League Baseball announces that the work stoppage is over. Uh-huh. Well, he's heavily involved still in baseball, and so now he has to he's massage his his calendar a little bit because <laughs> darn it, his job is going to come in and take over where you know we would bring him on the show. Okay. But he's still going to try to work us in, despite the fact that he will be probably at camp somewhere. So we, we I'm could very excited about interview that. him in the dugout during and, you know <laughs> anywhere he wants stretch or something exactly where he wants. <laughs> Well, that is cool. And he won't tell me, so uh, we're not going to tell you either. Because if I don't know, heaven knows you're not going to know. You know? That, my friends, is a carrot dangling. <laughs> uh, again, we uh, we appreciate you listening wherever it is you are listening. If you are watching on the video, please, whether you're on athletes.tv or weekendgolfguys.tube, please subscribe to the show. Give us a thumbs up, a like, whatever it is you do. Uh, leave us a review somewhere. Tell the world about us because we're like that. We we need the uh, the acceptance is what we need. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why we do this. We're lonely and we want people to like us. Exactly. We need friends. <laughs> that, is, that is it. But if you uh, would like to uh, maybe contact us or, or stay in touch with us, is that the right way to put it? Uh, communicate yeah, with us actually, somehow? Actually, I, or, think, or I think the kids like to say, if you'd like to slide into our DMs, that's yeah. what they say on The Bachelor. Thank so. God we are not kids. <laughs> you can find into nothing. <laughs> you can get with us on Twitter at the Approach Shot or on Facebook. We are pages at Approach Shot Podcast or Facebook.com slash Approach Shot Podcast. However, you would uh, appreciate thinking about it. So I will tell you this. If you if you hit us up on Twitter, which is spelled with two T's, not two I's, John. If you hit us up on Twitter um, at the approach shot, I can tell you that we will answer you the same day. Uh, we absolutely <laughs> love to interact. We've had people who uh, I had somebody tell me, and I've never told you this. I had somebody tell me that they really didn't like John's laugh, that he giggles too much. Uh-huh. And I said back to him, yeah, at least we're having fun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I, we, we will engage with you. So if you have mm-hmm. something, if, if you have a guest you want us to chase after, if you there's something you want to tell us that you like or don't like about the show, we absolutely love to hear from you. And if you say something that you don't like, we'll probably shut you down. So no problem. You know, again, yeah. we said we want friends, not critics. If we want your opinion, we'll give it to you. That's, that's right. Don't, that's how we go. John, stop that giggling for goodness sake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop making me have an, an enjoyable time here then. There you go. Okay. I promise I will be stoic from this point on. Would you? That would be great. I think that's what everybody wants. When they tune in, they yeah. want stoic. They want no fun. 
and, no and they really want to be depressed. That's right. Exactly. Which is what happens when you play golf a lot. So maybe that's, that's what, maybe that's what they're thinking. They, they want be. you to emulate what you're like on the golf course. Maybe I should throw a few things, you know, maybe then you'll be happy, huh? Okay. Uh, this is how you act when you play the game of golf. It's not the way you should, because you should enjoy it. Even that's though, right. keep in mind that, mm. that the same people invented golf and called it a game that invented bagpipes and called it music. And also remember life. She is a gift, especially when you're laughing. Go open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's.